Welcome to On Your Own Terms. I'm Patty Talbot, and this is the place where we learn together what it takes to change the world on our own terms and in our own special ways. Today, I have the delight of having with me a new friend that I met through heroic public speaking, Tatiana Sawyer. Tatiana is a fascinating person and someone I wish I had known five years ago when I was just starting my business. As an educator, business sense is not something that has come naturally to me. And my entrepreneurial journey has not been without its bumps. If I had had Tatiana's book and her wisdom and her coaching and consultation Five years ago, I'm sure that I would have gotten to success a whole lot sooner in my journey to create a business of my own. You will enjoy today hearing Tatiana's unique perspective as an immigrant to the United States and as someone who believes passionately in the power of running one's own business. Today, she's agreed to answer my questions in the framework, Homegrown Solutions for a Patchwork World. And I know that you'll learn a lot from her as I have. And close to the end of our conversation, you're going to have the special treat of getting to get a sample of Tatiana's public speaking. So enjoy this conversation with Tatiana, and I will see you on the other side. actually was born in the Soviet Union and I grew up in Belarus, which came after the Soviet Union broke down. And I grew up in a, you know, in a family that was average. Making money was hard for my parents. Um, you know, they were both doctors with education, but doctors were actually paid less than janitors um, in the Soviet Union. And so uh, my dad actually left um, medicine and um, started a business because he just couldn't make enough money for the two working adults to support a family. And so, um, you know, I'm actually, I'm a mixture, a little bit of a mixture in terms of genetics. Um, I have some Polish blood. I have some Belarusian blood, some Ukrainian blood, some Norwegian blood and all of those things. But, you know, I grew up in Belarus. I spent 19 years of my life in, in Belarus and came to the U.S. when I was 19. And actually, uh, this year will be 20 years since I've been in the United States, um, basically most of my life. Um, but, you know, I still, I speak the language, you know, I grew up speaking two languages in Belarus, uh, Russian and Belarusian, but I actually grew up speaking primarily Russian. Uh, that's how Soviet Union has been. And um, I've learned Belarusian, but uh, frankly, I, I could probably speak it a little bit. But that culture, that background is, has really had a huge impact on who I am because it taught me things that came in very kind of handy in the U.S., like you have to work for everything. If you want something, you need to go after it. Um, but what's great about it is that if in Belarus and growing up in Belarus, you could have any dream you want, but there really was no opportunity to make those dreams come true. In the United States, what I found was, and this is something that I love this country very much for, it's the land of opportunity. You can be anything and anyone um, you want in this country you just have to work for it. And, um, and that's a beautiful thing. So that's kind of how, how it has shaped my journey. And, you know, we, we love Russian language, despite the recent controversy. Uh, and my, my kids are learning Russian language because it's a, you know, we speak that language at home and we do 
take pride in the fact that we do know a second language fluently and we want our kids to carry on the the tradition of that. So, and it, you know, it's been a really big part of our culture. We, there's nothing we can do to change what's going on in the world now, but we can, but it doesn't mean that we have to kind of say no to the, to the language. So that's kind of in a nutshell where, where I'm, where I'm from homegrown. For me, the things that are important have changed, of course, over the, over the course of the lifetime. Initially, I wanted to be a lawyer for many years, and I didn't really understand why I wanted to be a lawyer and kind of what, what I would do. When I came to the U.S., I needed to support myself financially, and so I actually picked accounting, which wasn't really a big preference for law schools. Um, I picked accounting because it could allow me to support myself financially while in college and then through law school. And somewhere in between, somewhere kind of on along the journey, I fell in love with small business because I was learning theory in school and then I was applying the next day at work because I was working as a bookkeeper. So for me, it was an instant connection between theory and practice. And I saw how little decisions and big decisions really impacted a small business and how different leaders showed up for their own communities and their own businesses and their own employees some good, some bad. And so I got really attached to the small business world and really fell in love with it. And when I became a mom, you know, when I got pregnant, I um, resigned from the CPA firm I was working at uh, because I realized that I didn't want the stress of tax season to impact my child and started my own firm. And over the years, I've realized I've been in entrepreneurship for 17, 18 years almost now. And what I've realized is that the only way you can be free as a mother, as a woman, as a human being, doesn't really matter who you are, is if you have your own business. And unfortunately, this statistics works against us in this world because in the US, a million businesses get started every year and only 50% of them make it um, over the five-year mark. And that's a lot of broken dreams and that's a lot of crushed hopes because a small business is something that makes a difference between your neighbor being able to send their child to take ballet lessons. And maybe one day their daughter becomes a ballerina, a famous ballerina. Um, and it applies to every pretty much every area of the activities that children can have or families can have. And family is truly the unit um, of the society where the impact of your business and your business decisions has a ripple effect on not only you, your family, your community, it also has the ripple effect on the U.S. economy and the world economy as well. And so not only do businesses transform economies, world economies, they also transform families and communities locally. And so I'm very passionate about changing the statistic and having 100% businesses succeed because they start better, they start smarter, they use the uh, what I call a bold method, meaning that they actually think and plan and strategize and research before they start. And when they do, every decision is backed by numbers. Changing that will allow us to have many more, maybe less businesses started, but 100% of them succeeding, 100% of them making it. And money issues and money problems, which is what happens in a lot of these businesses that fail, many of them run out of money they cause anxiety and cause serious problems for mental health. And so stronger businesses will have a ripple effect on, on, on mental health of the community and the family and the community and, this, and the society in general, the whole world. I think I'm the rule book on uh, diverse experience because I grew up in one country 
completely opposite and moved to another country with nothing and nobody to support me. Um, and, you know, in, and I moved to New York, which is uh, probably the most diverse um, city in the United States. Um, and that's what I love about it, where you meet people from all over the world and you get the best pizza, you get the best steak, the best cheesecake, whatever, whatever else the best um, in New York City. Love the, the ability to get lost in the New York City when you want to be to be invisible and also be seen when you want to be seen. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful experience that I've had. And certainly since, since the day I've come to the United States in June of 20, 2003, I actually, I've met people from so many countries and I've known capital city of that country because um, geography was kind of like um, forced into our brains in school. But it's been amazing to see how different people's experience were different and how I learned from each and every one of them. You know, when becoming a mother, that completely, again, changes your whole perception of the world because you see it through a different lens. And that has made me better as a person. It has allowed me to really work, to have more humility, you know, having, being a type A personality, although I didn't, I wasn't a type A personality when I first came here. I kind of um, grew into it um, when I came to the United States, but I got to a point where, you know, if it wasn't for my husband, probably who grew up in a Jewish family, I probably would have been the career obsessed mom, um, whose kids are raised by somebody else. And, that is a, one of the one of one example of an experience of a diverse experience for me. I was raised in a Soviet family, and Soviet people and children were not raised happy as happy people because they didn't know how to play with kids. They they were constantly struggling with money. There were there were coupons for food. You were only allowed a certain amount, like that kind of stuff. And so, Jewish kids were raised differently in the post Soviet era um, because in the Soviet era also after the World War because. Jews really, um, I guess, value family more, more than anything else. And they raise their kids because they're the gifts that they are. And so they play with them. They talk to them. They um, support them. They um, they really do a different job. I mean, probably not everyone, but I'm just talking from experience from seeing my husband, how he is with kids. And so def definitely, you know, I've became a better mom because of him. I've became a better person because of the not only my own immigrant experience, but also all of the other immigrants that I've seen in New York City that I've been um, that I've been friends with that I've been that I've worked with and and it's been really an amazing experience that I probably wouldn't have wouldn't have gotten anywhere else but uh, but that really transformed how I approach what I do because entrepreneurship is harder for immigrants um, it's the laws are different the the taxes are different the approach is different and so. But also there is more freedom than you would have in, a, let's say, a Soviet country, post-Soviet country. And so that definitely has affected every aspect of my life, including work, including family, and including everything else that I do. I see a lot more businesses emerging businesses with unique ideas because we're all we all have the potential to be special we just have to nourish that potential and we all have the potential to to create something unique because we are where we're sent i believe i'm you know i'm spiritual enough to believe that we were sent onto this planet with a mission and our mission we may or may not know it and that's uh kind of goal number one to find out what that is but I mean, look at how a couple of people in the world are changing 
the way the world exists, like Elon Musk, you know, despite any political controversy that may surround him, he set a goal of creating a very good electric car. He set a goal of of sending space shuttles and satellites and things like that in in space. He's now working on merging biology with AI. If every one of us had the ability to allow our wildest dreams come true or pursue our wildest dreams that's a lot more business that's a lot more progress it's a lot more new technology new research new stuff in medicine everywhere in every area of our life in every aspect of our life and none of them would fail because they all started better because they all did it smart they used the tools that i teach to to start imagine how much better and how much quicker our world would would be, how much less trauma, diseases, and inconveniences and all different things that exist today, problems that exist today, how many of them would disappear. I can only imagine, and that would be my dream to see that. Um, What is the one thing that every ordinary person, human being can do today to make life better? What you can do today is start asking the right questions. You know, coach, a coach in the U.S., it's sometimes a coach is kind of confused with the consultant because a coach doesn't tell you what to do, a consultant does. And sometimes we have a hybrid combination of a coach and consultant um, that we come across, but a real true coach, their job is to listen to you, reflect back to you, and ask you the right questions. And the idea is that if you ask the right question, then your brain starts thinking in the direction that you need to go. And th- there is a power in one, one right question that's asked that can change your life. And so if you want to ch- change something, just do that one thing today, ask the right question, be your own coach. The, the really good questions are the very basic to establish um, true baseline is you ask yourself a question of who you are. And not in a philosophical way who you are, but kind of understand who you are, what floats your boat. I'll give you an example of that. I have an undiagnosed ADHD. Um, It didn't exist. It doesn't still exist in the post-Soviet world. But I think I do have that. And I'm okay with it. uh, Because I found over the years, I found ways to work with it so that I actually turn it into a genius power as opposed to a weakness or something I have to deal with or a disorder or a disease. And so when you learn more about you, and that takes a little time, what works for you, what doesn't, what makes makes you tick, what makes you angry, what makes you excited, all of those things add up to something, okay, what can I do to change this? That's the next question. So the first question is critical because that really makes you think in the direction of, okay, how do I solve this? Or how do I make it better? Or what decision do I need to make now? And, you know, there's a lot of, um, I guess it's moving away from the question. There's a lot of decisions that people don't make that could be made, you know, like at HPS, they teach us to decide often. And, and I think it's very important to make decisions and not wait until something else comes up, make a decision and move to the next level. And if you, if it's a mistake, you've learned a lesson. If it's not a mistake, then great. You've gotten there faster than you could have been. So that's kind of where the questions come in. And I think it's powerful to have a coach, but you can also be your own coach and help yourself. Have you ever watched children 
color. I used to believe that when children color, they tend to stay out of the lines because of their developing motor skills. But I think it's deeper than that. What if children, when coloring, see a different, bigger picture than we do? Kids are born not knowing any rules or limits as to what's possible and don't care about the lines. What if their lines is wherever their vision takes them. As we grow up, we are taught to stay within the lines. And I'm not just talking about coloring. As adults, we stay, we live within these forced lines that someone else drew for us. And sometimes we forget to see our own big picture. Your life is just like a picture. So will you be happy with it when you're done or not? One of my favorite clients once said to me, accountants don't start businesses, honey. Visionaries do. But I wanna let you in on a little secret. Entrepreneurship is a whole brain craft. And what that means is that you cannot build a business by being a visionary alone and pay no attention to your numbers. Neither can you do that if you're stuck in the spreadsheets and don't see the big picture. 50% of all businesses started fail. Those entrepreneurs have a lot of failed ideas, broken dreams, and crushed hopes. Will you be that neighborhood bakery that we never get a chance to make a part of our Saturday morning ritual? Will you be that workshop that never gets off the ground? Or that tech startup that couldn't fake it till you make it long enough or will you be the business that beats the statistic and makes it? You can if you practice a whole brain approach. Entrepreneurship is a craft just like any other thing that you can do. And what that means is that you can learn the steps to become the CEO of your business. A business that changes lives, including yours. When you make decisions in your business, it's okay to step back and check in with yourself and just run the numbers. Numbers give you the power to paint the picture you want. Numbers give you the power to paint the picture you want. It's like when I was 17 and it was my first trip to a water park. I climbed this huge diving tower but was too afraid to jump. It was freaking high. But then I remembered my math teacher used to say to us every day, math saves lives. And so I stepped back and checked in with myself and thought, if this board was built at this height, that means someone already did the math. Somebody already ran the numbers. So I shouldn't die, right? <laughs> and when you're standing on the edge of your business, making decisions, there's nobody else to run the numbers. It's just you. So when you run the numbers on your vision, you will know whether it's safe enough to jump.
Um, and what I do is I help businesses triple their profits so that they can create a sellable and scalable business and never have to work again. Um, I do a lot of different things. And it's a combination of teaching and coaching to support a business owner, to support a dreamer really in their path to dream. And one of the most powerful techniques and, and things that I do is the price psychology training. And so that's really something that's extremely important and valuable and and Pricing is the number one tool to change your profit because when you raise prices, you don't have any other expenses changing. So it's really pure profit for you. And there's power behind it and there's psychology behind it as well. My book, Dream Bold, Start Smart, uh, launched almost two years ago. It's going to be two years and two months. But the book is for someone who has a business idea and cannot afford to fail. It's a roadmap, a how-to roadmap on starting a business and doing it smart. And so you can get that on Amazon. And to connect with me and to learn more about what I offer, you can go to tatianasawyer.com or a quick, really quick shortcut to forward to the same website, talk to tatiana.com, and that will forward you to my main site. Sometimes you're one decision away from changing your life, but that decision will need one or two or three questions that you need to ask yourself and help yourself. If there is one person that you can bet on in this entire world, it's you. So bet on yourself, bet on yourself often, choose early and often, and create a life that you love. Thank you so much, Tatiana. I have just so much enjoyed this conversation with you and getting ready for today's episode over the last couple of weeks. You have so much wisdom to share, and I just really enjoy being in your presence and having the opportunity to learn what it takes and what I missed early on in starting my business. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you through heroic public speaking, and I know that our audience will benefit greatly from getting their hands on your book, and if it's appropriate for them, reaching out to you as a coach, or if they're looking for a speaker for their audience on the subject of how to bring their heads along with their hearts to the visionary endeavor of entrepreneurship that truly does take both our hearts and our minds to get it going and off the ground and help us not be one of those sad statistics that you've been talking about that happens to so many startup businesses. And as you say, if we allow ourselves to ask the big questions and allow ourselves to be curious, then we can indeed start initiatives that can help us to solve the world's biggest problems and make the world work better for everyone. I know that's what you're about in your business. And that's what we're about at Blue Rose Education too, making the world work better for everyone. I hope you'll check out Tatiana's work. And I hope you'll also follow my work at blueroadseducation.org. If you go there, you're going to find lots of opportunities, including opportunities to download my free ebook about the characteristics that all changemakers have in common. You've seen many of those characteristics exemplified in Tatiana's work today. You can also join our changemaker circles. And something I'm very excited about is launching my coaching business because I have just finished up my qualifications as 
a women's empowerment coach with one of many women in the UK. There, I have learned a wealth of tools that have helped me and I know will help you show up as your most powerful and energetic self so you can change the world on your own terms. If you'd like to learn more, please email me just as soon as you can at patty, P-A-T-T-I, at blueroadseducation.org. I'd like to get you on a call as soon as possible because I'm launching my six-month program at the beginning of February, and you won't want to miss out on the opportunity to access some tools and a process that will help you shine most brightly in your own change-making work in the world. Tune in next week to meet another friend that I met through Heroic Public Speaking along with Tatiana. She is another dynamo, but I won't tell you too much about her yet. You'll have to come next week at the same time and place to find out just who I'm talking about. In the meantime, may you be grounded in your beingness, guided in your doingness, generous in your connectedness, and inspired in your reflectiveness so you can change the world on your own terms. I'm Patty Talbot. I'm always learning. And I know you are too. Please get in touch. Um.